Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from the Dice Diocesan Building in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Pastoral Center. Is that what the official name? Uh, I don't know what the official name is, to be honest. I've been here for 18 years, and I'm still not sure what the official name is. <laughs> you just know Sanctuary how to Sanctuary Building, Dosses and Offices, whatever you want to call whatever. it. Whatever. The building, the old cathedral school. Yes. The building next to the cathedral of St. Joseph. The- Fancy studios that you guys have here. Yes, yes, very fancy. And use all foam stuff on the wall. <laughs> I know. Bang my head against it from time Do to you? Time. I hope it doesn't happen yeah, today because no. that's going to be awkward. <laughs> so, folks, thanks for joining us for Real Presence Live. We have a really fun show planned for you today, just because Chris and I are on together. And, right. You know, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. That's fun. So, before we get too f- far into our show, we've got Father Woolweber on with us and. He- I asked him to start us in prayer this morning. So, Father. Yes, very good. Thank you, Heather. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God and Father, we praise you and thank you for all of your many blessings that you have given to us. The gift of life, the gift of family, the gift of each other. In a special way, we give thanks for the gift of your Son, Jesus, who came to bring us the fullness of life, both here and in eternal life. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon all of us as we go about our lives. Help us to discern your will and help us to carry it out with great faithfulness. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Father Woolweber, for doing that for us. Absolutely. And it's kind you of... You can go now. Oh, wait. Oh, oh no. okay. All right. <laughs> Great to and see you all. Done. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be all about Chris and I now. Yes, all right. <laughs> well, and I love the fact that we had you do the prayer because we're talking about prayer right. today with you. We are. So it's very fitting. Um, and I don't know if you saw that while you were praying, both of the gentlemen on the show with me this morning have very deep, boisterous voices. So <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm constantly yes. adjusting. adjusting the levels. <laughs> adjusting the levels. But I was very distracted um, during our prayer this morning. But um, first, before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and where you're stationed or stationed. posted? Assigned. Assigned. Sure. You know, I always get it wrong. Like they're military. I'll, give, I'll tell you what my papers say here. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, so my name is Father Robert Woolweber. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I was born and raised in Huron, South Dakota, and was ordained a priest in the year 2013 at the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Sioux Falls. And uh, I've been through various assignments, taking me to places such as St. Michael Parish in Sioux Falls, uh, Sacred Heart Parish in Yankton. Both those assignments were as associate. And then my last uh, parish assignment was as pastor at Wagner and Dante, two small uh, towns in our state. And I've been at St. Lambert Parish as the associate since May of last year. So very excited to be there. He's loving it. Of course, Chris, yeah, he would have to chime in here. He's just a little bit biased here. Just a little. Just a little biased because he happens to be a St. Lambert parishioner. (laughs) The best uh, parish ever. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's just really great to... 
great to uh, be there, and, and it's wonderful to be with both of you as we talk about just a really exciting and, and uh, thought-provoking topic, finding God and the distractions if and, we can. And we'll, as we're going to talk about, not just, right, as if we can, not just in prayer, but in uh, just the ordinariness of life as well. Which I think, especially because of Prayer Father, we're coming up a week from tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. More importantly, a week from today is Mardi Gras. But anyway, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Fat Tuesday. So, so we do often turn our, our thoughts to boy, what I'm going to do for Lent this year and, and prayer is part of it, distraction. But I know that's not all that we're going to be talking about this morning, but maybe to, to start with distraction in prayer. Um, that's something that I struggle with it on a regular basis. I think of the, my daily time in prayer, I'm guessing probably uh, a third to a half, I, I actually find myself daydreaming. Yeah. Help me, Father, help me. <laughs> Oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting because you're not the only one that experiences this. In fact, the Catechism of the Catholic Church addresses this topic because it is so common. In fact, the Catechism calls distraction in prayer the habitual difficulty in mm. prayer. And so uh, the universal catechism recognizes the universal problem there. Um, I'm mindful. I wanted to start with a story. There was a, a story of St. Bernard and a farmer, and uh, St. Bernard lived during the 12th century. He was once traveling, walking along with a farmer, and this farmer noticed that St. Bernard was keeping his eyes kind of cast downward toward the ground, and they were walking through just beautiful nature. And so the farmer asked St. Bernard why he wasn't looking around at the beautiful countryside. And St. Bernard replied to him, well, I want to avoid distractions while praying, and all these beautiful images are distracting me. And in response to that, the farmer boasted, oh, well, I never get distracted in prayer. I'm never distracted. To this, Bernard thought to himself, oh, that can't be. So he objected, and he made kind of a wager with him. He said to the farmer, if you can say one Our Father without becoming distracted, <laughs> then I will give you this mule that I'm riding on. Okay, so the farmer thought, oh, that's a, that sounds fun. That sounds like a, a great prize. But if you don't succeed, Bernard said, then you have to become a monk. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. So the, the farmer agreed. And so he started off confidently. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then he paused. And he asked St. Bernard, now with that mule, does that include the saddle too? <laughs> 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 and so, uh, uh, needless to say, uh, the farmer became a monk, <laughs> and uh, he, he did not get the mule. What I was thinking, though, is would this not be a great vocations recruitment Absolutely. idea? Right? So, Absolutely. you could, you know, you could just say to young men, if you can say in our father without any distractions, then you can get. We probably need to give him something different than a mule. mule I don't know probably. how attractive that would be today, <laughs> right. but if you can't, then you must join the diocese of Sioux Falls as a seminarian and become a priest. I love it. I'll take it's Father Jordan good... Sampson's vocations director for the diocese. <laughs> get his number. We'll get his number. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's it's amusing because it just really it points out we can make our best attempts, but we will get distracted. But I think the thing to think about is that. In those distractions, it is not as if God is absent. In mm. fact, God can definitely be present. Um, I, I think to myself, even uh, if I'm sitting down and I start to pray and I notice maybe there's a picture hanging on a wall and it's not quite level, 
<laughs> or I see uh, knickknacks or something on a table that are maybe not spaced the right way. I thought, how do they get how do they get off kilter? I think to myself, okay, what's God telling me in this? Well, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Don't be perfectionistic. Don't let the cares of the world dominate your life. And maybe it does too much. And that's exactly why I'm being distracted. So then I turn to the Lord and say, Lord, help me to learn to let that go. Help me to focus more on the importance of my relationship with you. Address that some other time. Um, that's one example. I also think of um, sometimes I'll, I'll go to prayer and I'll start uh, my prayer with the intention of praying for someone. Ooh. Like maybe mm-hmm. there's someone in mind that I'm going to pray for that day. Maybe someone I think could use my prayers. But then all of a sudden I start my prayer and someone else comes to mind. Someone else kind of pops in my mind. And I think to myself, gosh, where did that, where did that person come from mm-hmm. you know, as I, as I start praying? And that happened to me on one occasion. I started off praying. I was going to pray for one friend of mine. But then all of a sudden, another person uh, came to mind that I hadn't re- really even thought about in a long time. It was a former parishioner. And I thought, gosh, you know, I, I probably need to pray for that person. I, I don't know why. Yeah. But, um, but there's just something that is compelling me to pray for her. Well, it turns out I ended up just sending a message to this person just saying, hey, how's it going? I, you came to my prayer uh, this morning. And so I just wanted to say, I hope you're doing well and I hope things are going well for you. And it's interesting because she ended up sending a message back that day saying, it's so amazing that you reached out to me because right now I'm going through a very painful divorce. Ooh. And I had questions that I wanted to talk to a priest about hmm. and just really did not feel comfortable, though, coming to a priest right now. And so she said, like, your message came at a very powerful time and, wow. and, and really impactful time. And so I ended up, she asked some questions, and I was able to respond, and it, she found it incredibly helpful. And I thought to myself, wow, I mean, sometimes we come with our own agenda to prayer, and we say, okay, God, this is my plan for you. And God says, no, this is my plan for you. Right. Uh, it reminds me uh, It reminds me of that uh, that quote, that famous maxim that, Man proposes, God disposes. Yeah. So we, <laughs> right? right? So we, we can sometimes uh, have our agenda, but then God has his agenda, and we need to listen to that. Father, how do we tell the difference between God um, sort of intervening in my prayer time with his agenda and my own thoughts? Like, so what you just said, I think sometimes, um, and I'm, I think I'm starting to figure it out, but I know there's a time where I like struggled to, to, identify okay this sort of this urge the sense that i'm getting to pray for this person is this from the lord or is this me right and that is a very good question <laughs> that's a very and it, it takes time to really discern wh- what's coming from what is this coming from me or is this coming from god i think one of the sure telltale signs is is it bringing me a, a peace of mind as i Ooh. start praying about it so like for example if i'm distracted um about a person and I start praying for that person, I notice, oh, there's this peace, there's this resonance, there's this joy that's happening because I've changed my plan, if you will. Yep. Then I think there's a very good sign that that is from God because peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Whereas if it starts causing like this, this turbulence or this sense that this is going down a dead end and this is causing me to, to really not make progress, to, to not experience peace, then we might say to ourselves, okay, I need to just put this on the shelf for a while, our mental shelf, and mm-hmm. then if maybe I'm called to come back to it later, maybe not. But I think that within our hearts, we could kind of tell that there's that peace and that resonance within us if okay. that's really a distraction to pursue. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, too, you know, sometimes we, sometimes we make prayer so 
uh, it's like this amorphous thing or there's something, it's not concrete. So we'll, we'll sit down and we'll say, okay, I'm going to pray for world peace. Lord, I pray for world peace. Mm-hmm. And then as we're doing that, all of a sudden someone <laughs> might come to mind that we had a disagreement with, or maybe we've been at odds with this person for five years or 10 years or heck, maybe even longer. And we think to ourselves, oh, I don't want to think about that person. Like, right. I, I'm, praying, I'm here to pray for world <laughs> peace. I'm not here to pray for that person. And, and it's like, wait a minute. That the is. Lord's saying, okay, where do you find peace? You find peace in your relationships, your concrete, tangible relationships right now. If you want to find peace in the world, start by finding peace in your yeah. current relationships. So it's an interesting thing. You know, oh, I don't want to, I want to pray for world peace. I don't want to pray for peace in my relationships. That's right. kind of what we're saying to the right. Lord when, when that happens. Right. Well, one question I have for you, and I'm going to divulge a little bit about my own prayer life here. Um, I struggle to pray in the mornings because... I can give you 18 different reasons why, but I feel the most distracted in the mornings. So I tend to wait and have most of my prayer time in the evenings before bed. Is there a way that you can give advice on how to pray better in the morning? Or is my little prayer that I do in the morning sufficient? What do you think? The answer is uh, I'm holding a coffee, a coffee, a coffee mug <laughs> in my hand right now. I'm holding a coffee. Because my whole day is in front of me, and I, my mind yep. is just like. Pfft. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say, well, actually, caffeine can help. I, I, I remember, I think it's Fulton Sheen, Bishop Fulton Sheen, who said he, he never did a holy hour, hour without first having a cup of coffee. So there you go. That, that's, that is actually helpful. Some of the times the little things are so helpful. But I think knowing when you best pray. So if you're talking about doing like a holy hour, for example, it's good to know when are you going to be most productive in your prayer. Um, it's, so there's nothing wrong with praying in the evening or praying at night. It's finding knowing your natural rhythm, your own, mm-hmm. and then just being consistent with it. So some, maybe they find morning the best time to get 30 minutes or an hour of prayer and great. But for some, it's better in the evening and night. And if, if you can maintain it and have consistency, I think that's the key thing. Not so much when you, when you do Yay. it. <laughs> so so you, you can give yourself permission not to, not to pray as much in the morning if you can, if you can get it in the evening. But uh, right. I, so it's knowing ourselves, really. Yep. That's the key. I think the other thing, too, is what I've seen, Father, happen sometimes is um, I realize I'm distracted in prayer. And then I'm like, okay, why did I start thinking about that? And pretty soon I'm distracted by the distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Analyzing the distraction. Right, exactly. Right. So what I found is I need to just stop. All right, Lord, come Holy Spirit and sort of just get back on track. Yeah. Would that be a helpful way to, like, don't worry about why you got distracted. Just get back to the prayer. Yep, exactly. Having like a prayer to kind of recenter you to like saying the Jesus prayer, simply saying, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, or something to kind of get you back in. Because you're Mm -hmm. right, we can almost get an analytical mode and start saying, okay, I'm distracted. Why am I distracted? Now I'm distracted by that. Exactly. (laughs) It it just spirals. So, yep. Wonderful. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, we are broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center here in Sioux Falls. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're talking with Father Robert Woolweber from... St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls. We're talking about distractions and prayer. And we're going to talk about distractions and life and events coming up after this break. So stay tuned. More with Father Woolweber when we get back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. As a sole provider, the needs of my growing family are something I pray for daily. I know continuing my education will benefit my family in the end, but I worry about what I'll miss while doing so. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we're broadcasting today from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We've had a great conversation already this morning with Father Robert Woolweber. How do you pronounce it? Vulveba. <laughs> never mind, Heather. Never mind. Father never German names. Burgfalt, Vulveba, and Carol. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. The German ancestry, that's right. Yeah. Well, we left off talking about distractions during prayer. Any last thoughts on how, um, when we're among, in the middle of prayer and we get distracted, on how we can recenter ourselves? Yeah, thanks, Heather. So one thing I said to Chris is uh, when we get distracted and we realize they're really not helpful distractions, that they're not really from God per se, then one helpful thing to do is, as I said, to say the Jesus prayer simply in some way say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. I think, too, maybe if you have the scriptures with you to kind of have a a scripture verse that you can return to and Mm -hmm. just repeat that, and that kind of gets you grounded again in, in prayer. Also, do you, do you have one for you, Father, with a, a scripture it, verse that you use? It depends on uh, it depends on what I what I'm going through at the okay. time. Okay. So one of my favorite ones is, "Come to me, all you who are labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest." Mm. That's mm. one of my favorite ones, for example. So if I'm going to the Lord in a time when I feel particularly down or having a difficult day, that's one I really like to use sure. in return to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but whatever it might be, I think it's good to have that scripture. Do you passage. have one, Doctor Bergwald? No. Oh, I have one. Do you? Be still. That's a good one. That's it? That's it. Be still. Be still. Be still. I like that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, <laughs> and Heather, that works for you. That's Heather wonderful. Gold star. <laughs> yeah, gold star. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think too. You uh, just giving yourself permission to think about like you can just say okay i'm not going to think about this now i'll think about this later so giving yourself right. permission to just delay it you right know? so i what i'll do sometimes not always but often i will have a little piece of paper and a pen just to so yep. i can get it out of my head by just jotting a short exactly. note amen mm. yep journal exactly a great Good point yeah I think, too, uh, maybe closing your eyes, because sometimes what's distracting you is visual. So maybe close mm-hmm. your eyes. At least that eliminates some of the battle if, you're, if there's something in your environment that's distracting you. Um, I would also say uh, you can laugh at the distractions. I remember a spiritual director would once say, if you're ever distracted or if you're ever tempted to sin, to laugh at it because the devil doesn't like that. He'll flee in the face of laughter. I like uh, it. You know, you can say something like, oh, that's a good one. Nice try. You know, nice try. Now get, get out of here type of thing to Satan. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so those are all ways that you can kind of refocus, if you will, and, and, and center on the Lord again. Um, so, yeah, those are some, some ways. I'm sure there are other ways, too, about prayer. But then there are also interruptions in our lives, in our events, and we were going to touch on that, yeah. I think. Uh, holy interruptions. And, you know, when I think about that particular topic, I'm mindful, first of all, of the Annunciation, just in sacred Ooh. scripture, how, what, think about an interruption. Mary, this young <laughs> teenage girl uh, who became, yeah, yeah. that's right, uh, Seemingly ordinary life, all of a sudden the angel appears to her, says, you'll be the mother of God, and her life would never be the same forever. Uh, It would change her life forever, both now and for eternity, because she'd be the queen of all saints. So I think about that as a, if you will, an interruption, and how God was found in that interruption, though. Hmm. And and God interrupted her life, but because of that beautiful interruption, we have our Lord Jesus, obviously. And just what a wonderful thing that is. And I think the same thing happens in, in our own life. Uh, sometimes we have, and I said this before, with prayer, we have our agenda. We think, oh, my life is going to look this way three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. But I'm mindful of a quote that life is what happens when you're making other plans. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can have an idea about where you will be, and perhaps that will be exactly what it, what, how it turns out. However, oftentimes, God does not work that way, and God wants to... Not in my life, he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's... You would, if you ask most people, they would say the same thing. Yep. So I think it's uh, being open to the fact that God will surprise us at times, mm-hmm. and our journey will have twists and turns that we did not expect. So when that happens, do we say to ourselves, oh, well, I'm not following my plan right now, and so I need to get back on my plan so that I'm doing God's will? Mm-hmm. Or are we able to say... Hmm. Maybe this change in plan is God's will for mm-hmm. me, not my own plan. So, are we willing, basically, to say to allow God to be God and to give over control of our lives and to surrender and say, "Oh, well, maybe this new direction is God's plan for me, sure. not what I had originally envisioned." Right, right. right. Again, how do you know the difference? <clears throat> and again, I would say, look at the fruits of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So if you look peace. at the joy, yep, the peace, the love, the faith, if you're, you're growing in the virtues and you're growing in uh, a sense of, uh, of love for God and others, I think that's just a great measuring stick right. to right. look at. Okay. Uh, and I, I think in my own life, I'll just give some examples. I know uh, as a priest, for example, that happens on a pretty regular basis where you'll have an idea about 
how your week will look, but then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's, like, it's like God says, Aunt, thanks for playing, but right? that's not the way it's going to go. So Man plans and God laughs. That, that's right? it. Yep, exactly. Uh, I think many times, like, for example, about funerals. So mm-hmm. you, you can never really anticipate funerals, and you might have a, a plan for your day, and all of a sudden you get a call from the funeral home saying someone passed away. And that sets in motion a lot of different activities and planning and events that, that the priest does. But what I found is they're, they're really graced moments, though. I find that in preparing for funerals and in preparing families for funerals, uh, they are really docile in a way that they might not otherwise be. Mm-hmm. I can just remember occasion after occasion of family members saying, saying, you know, well, I really am not that spiritual of a person or I hadn't practiced my faith, but because of what you said or the words that were spoken or maybe the, the beauty of the liturgy, whatever it might be, I, I was really touched by that. I sensed God present there. Uh, some have said, I, I want to return to the sacraments or I want to at least think about this. So what starts off as an interruption becomes a holy interruption right. because God touches their lives through, through myself and others that, that are involved in the funeral planning. I think to myself, just a phone calls, you know, you might be sitting at the desk, maybe you're preparing a homily, sitting at, uh, and all of a sudden you get a call from someone saying, I'm having a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. Can I come in and talk to you? And, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, oh, gosh, I wonder what direction this is going to go. I wonder yeah. what their story right. is going to be. And so you, you say a prayer of the Holy Spirit and just ask the Lord to be, uh, be a witness in however he's asking you to be. So using that as an example, Father, so for a priest, like homily for, for, for lay people, we may have whatever other things going on and those holy interruptions come. And for some of us, it can be like, but I've got like this list. I got this homily. I got the dinner to make. How do we spiritually roll with these holy interruptions so that we're embracing them rather than gritting our teeth and burying it. If, 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 if not, is that possible teeth. father? <laughs> Believe it or not, it is possible. <laughs> and I, I think what makes the difference, what makes the difference is we have to be willing to say, am I willing to, imp- am I wanting to impose my own will on my schedule and my control, or am I willing to let God control hmm. my life and my hmm. ministry? And I think that there's that decisive decision that we make. We can either have, like you were saying, Chris, the attitude of, oh, gosh, you know, I had this whatever planned out, and this is going to uh, interrupt my schedule, and what will that do for my other activities? And we can think maybe a, a bit uh, negatively or, or kind of cautiously, but if we have the attitude of, Lord, you've given me this opportunity, not a problem, but an opportunity, right? Uh, to really minister to the people, even if I'm tired, even if I'm uh, stressed, that somehow God will provide the grace. And I think that's the key is, do we trust in God enough to provide the grace to do what we need to do and still, and and knowing, knowing that the homily will still get done, um, you know, the, the other ministry activities will still take place, we'll find the time to do it. And what I found is, when I've had that attitude of, okay, Lord, this is an opportunity to minister to your people, 
then the other things I had planned, they get they still get done, and sometimes they get done maybe even better than if I had just hmm. had my own schedule for the week. So I think it's that spiritual flexibility, right. really. Wow. I, and I think there it's so easy. I mean, we might know this intellectually, but we don't really like live this way. The Lord knows, so your, this homily example, the Lord knows you have to finish your homily. He also is knowing that this phone call is coming for this. So he has a plan for you, for me, my whatever it is for me. He's got to, so let's trust in him. It's too much for me, at least. It's too often about me trying to be in control rather than giving over control. Hmm. That, yeah. that we Germans prompts? like control, don't we? We, we <laughs> yes. just we just yeah, can't re- we can't yeah. resist. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's prompting me to challenge myself in my daily work. Because, you know, there's a lot that needs to be done, and I do feel that pressure, and I do feel the anxiety of, okay, I I can't take this phone call right now because I've got 85 things to do. But it is challenging to, are you going to trust God today? I I think, too, the the more that we're able to say yes to that, the more that we have that spiritual flexibility, and the more we do surrender to the fact that God might be using these interruptions, whatever they may be, uh, unexpected uh, deaths or unexpected f- f- uh, faith crises of, from another person or persons. I think the more we do say yes to that, it changes us then. So that the, the, the next time we get a call or the next time so- someone stops in the office, we're able to say just eat more easily. We've, we, form, we train our souls yeah. habitually hmm. to naturally say, yes, I want to be there for this person rather than having to go through that through that, you know, that, oh, you know, how, right. do I, how do I change my thinking so that I can look at this positively? So that, gotcha. that, Great. that's wonderful. Great. Yeah. Father Will Weber, always a pleasure to have you on. Oh, I love being on Real Presence. We're going to have to have you on again. Sounds great. All look right. forward to that. Thanks, Father. We'll see you probably this weekend, if not before. See you in church, <laughs> right? <laughs> see you right. in church. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to have the Honor Our Father segment and a little host banter between Chris and I. I don't know what we're talking about, but we always seem oh, to figure I know it out. What we're going to talk about. Oh boy! Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 